And um, this, uh, we've said before, this, what we're doing on Sunday mornings was never the goal. Like this is an accidental church plant, right? I'm a reluctant pastor. That's just who we are, right? That's what we got. Our goal, first and foremost, was to take believers off their behinds and put them out into the world to do what God has called us to do. I think one of our best examples year in and year out are our teenagers. They can't wait every summer to load up on those cars, to throw all their stuff in the back of a trailer that Hank hauls all over God's green earth, right? To go into a school, to sleep on air mattresses, to, to go out every day and to work and to serve. Not people that they know, not people that they may ever see again, but just to have that ability just to go out and just be and do and go serve the way God has called them to serve. And I think this is important DNA in the life of Project RE3. RE3, the church that helped birth RE3, the Hope Center, that all started with RE3, the mission organization. This is in the DNA of our kids, our teenagers, hopefully our adults. So a couple weeks ago, we had the opportunity. We um, originally had planned to go to Roanoke, Virginia, um, to that foreign land up north. And so we were going to go up to Roanoke, and we were going to spend a week doing um, home repairs. The organization that we work with um, every summer with our youth mission trips is called Group Mission Trips. They're based out of Colorado. Um, I've had the privilege of, of being with them for 25 years now, and I've served with them on staff for, for about 20. And, um, and so I've done a lot of these camps. And so we were, we were stoked. We were going to go into Roanoke, and we are going to do home repairs pairs like we normally do, wheelchair ramps and porches and roofs and painting and things like that. Well, um, being the week of the 4th, uh, not every church thought that it would be exciting to go to Roanoke for the 4th of July. So we didn't have enough people sign up as a camp, so the camp got canceled. Um, so we had to kind of call an audible. And, um, and, and Laura learned what an audible was this morning. I used that term on her and she said, what's an audible? And I said, you're a football mom. You should know this, Laura. So there'll be a test afterwards. Your dad is looking at you with such disappointment right now. You, come on, Robert. You got to raise him better. I mean, come on. So, uh, so we called an audible. We said, okay, what else can we do? Group uh, Mission Trips also has another branch uh, besides just their work camps where you go in and, and do all the heavy construction, heavy lifting. They also have another branch of ministry that they have called Week of Hope. And these Week of Hopes, um, what they'll do is they'll go into um, a city somewhere here in the U.S. And they're in about eight or ten different cities throughout the country, um, cities like Nashville or Pittsburgh or wherever. And they'll go and they set up shop for about seven weeks. And mission teams of teenagers come in and they stay there for a week. One of those seven weeks, they'll come in for a week. And what group does is they partner with nonprofits and ministry partners around that city and say, hey, how, we're bringing in teenagers. Let us come work with you. you. You tell us what we need. And what it does is an amazing ministry because it gives these nonprofits a little bit of a rest, right? It gives these volunteers that are probably stretched a little too thin a chance to, to step away and go on vacation. And they don't have to worry about having to be there at the food bank or wherever because they have this this army of teenagers and adults that are coming in to serve that week. And so it's an amazing uh, ministry. They've had it for many, many, many years. And so I said, you know what? Maybe this is it. Maybe this is where we're supposed to go. And so we kind of looked around and said, all right, what's, what's a city that's kind of somewhat close to us that, that we can kind of drive to and it's the same week or whatever. And so um, we landed in Charleston, South Carolina. And um, if you've never been in Charleston, South Carolina, the first week of July, you don't want to be. It is, it is hot, all right? And, um, and, and so it was, a, it was an incredible week. It was an awesome week. Um, we, we were, there was a church there that allows, that's allowing all summer long these 
groups of teenagers to come in and stay in their church and sleep in classrooms and, and use their kitchen and all of that. So thank you to that church that opened up their doors for these seven weeks to do that. But our group got to go. And they, we, our group of adults, we had a total of 19 of us went. There was um, Beth and I were on staff. And then there were 17 others, um, youth and adults from, from Project Re3 that went and served and served in various um, places. We, we did something as basic as, as goodwill and habitat for humanity to local food banks to memory care facilities. I mean, it was just absolutely an amazing week. So I'm going to turn it over to Laura now to come up and introduce. Yeah, you, you're the youth director still. Um, you survived that week. Um, I'm going to let you come introduce because I'm not sure who you, I know you picked the best of the best to come share, right? And everyone in a white shirt. Everyone in a white shirt. All right. So Alex, not you. Mr. Darkshirt. All right, so y'all come on up. Laura and I are going to find out a little bit about your week, and you guys get to find out. So we're going to use this mic. What? Beth? What about a red shirt? We have a red shirt volunteer. Danielle? Oh, okay, of course. So you want to come down here and introduce everybody, and then, I don't know, you and I will just tag team yeah, this thing. Okay. We'll see what happens. Um. You guys probably know everybody, but Jacob, Josh, Dakota, Nathan, and Joe uh, were five of the boys who went. We took 12 kids, 10 boys, those poor two girls, right? <laughs> <laughs> two girls. Um, so I guess we'll just start. You guys, um, so like Mike said, they were split up into different groups. We probably had three, four, maybe five kids in every group. So they all did, they had different experiences. So if you guys want to um, maybe go down the line and say, like, what group you're in and what your, like, mission site was that week. Should the code be next to Jacob's? Were they on the same crew? Then that way that They were. Easier. They were. That was There you go. <laughs> 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 That's um, right. That's the quarterback directing traffic, telling them where to go. <laughs> okay, so our group, we went to an assisted living facility, and they had just, like, a normal assisted living and then a memory care site. And we essentially just went and talked to them, played games with them, and just helped make their quality of life better. But, yeah. Um, yeah, basically everything he said. But, um, <laughs> we went to an uh, assisted living facility. Like he said, it was split in half. Basically, half the people were just regular assisted living and half had, we're dealing with dementia, other memory problems. So we just talked to them, played games with them, and hung out with them throughout the day, and then helped move some stuff around, just... Basically, whatever they needed us to do, really. That was Brandon. Brandon Woodard, if y'all know him, he destroyed the old people at their favorite games. Wait, wait, hold up. Can we censor that off the video there? Um, All right, let me ask you, too. Yeah, Brandon would come in every day. He's like, man, I dominated them in bingo or whatever. I'm like, they're like 90, and they don't remember anything. Can you hear me, Hank? No, go ahead and use the what we found out after that was that these um, the residents get these like tickets for participating in these games, and at the end of the month, these tickets are like currency for them to buy things because you know they're stuck in a facility. So Brandon was dominating the game, and the old people were not getting any tickets. <laughs> and so I was like, "You need to let him win. <laughs> this is this is a big deal." <laughs> to be fair to Brandon, he did go to distribute all the tickets out evenly amongst after everybody. So, yeah. Hey, all right, let's go back. I know you're ready to talk. All right, just hold up, youngin. All right, so you, you guys met a couple of interesting people. Right? I mean, two guys in particular that I know you guys were fascinated by. Um, Jacob, you want to speak about one and Dakota the other? 
Okay, so one of the guys we met, his name was Dusty, and he had like recently became blind, and he actually played football at Wake, Wake Forest and Lenore Ryan, and he was just really nice. He was in the memory care unit too, but he was really smart, and he like still remembered a ton of stuff, and it was just nice talking to him. And then another guy we met, it was his dude named Leroy, and he would tell us about how well, he was a veteran, uh, and he had told us about how he grew up on a farm and stuff. And basically, we would talk to him every day. These two guys were two of the ones that were a little more like, I don't know. Uh, I guess their conditions weren't as bad. They usually remembered, for the most part, who we were and what we were doing and would talk to us every day and always seemed happy to see us when some of the other people might not have been. But they were always in a good mood every time we talked to them. Okay. Thanks, guys. All right, Josh. You were on a different crew, right? Yes, I was. Um, <laughs> all right, so for our group, what we did was we worked at a Habitat for Humanity Restore, which is a place that usually they'll take stuff for donations and they'll sell it for a cheaper price to people that are in need. So we worked there, and we worked for like pricing items, stocking shelves, sorting things, stuff like that along the lines. And then also we would just talk to the people around us. We would help the workers, just simple things like that. Okay. And how big was this place? It was huge. <laughs> it was like Walmart size. It's the biggest Habitat store I've ever seen in my life. It was, it was massive. Um, so what was your favorite part? What were some things you enjoyed the most working at the Habitat Restore? If we're talking just working, it'd probably have to be just stocking the shelves and stuff because you could find some interesting stuff. But if we're talking in general, I'd love, I loved uh, connecting with my group overall because we had a really good group with Alex, Wade, uh, Danielle, Aubrey, Jess, and then Lauren. So that was really nice to have that good of a group, and then I got to connect with all of them. Do you have a question for, for Josh? No, I just think yeah. they had fun there. I mean, um, the, people, the people who worked there were really excited you were there, right? You got to preach up. They had, well, they had a, such a big facility and not a lot of volunteers, right? Weren't they like, well, yeah, and we were an upgrade. <laughs> Danielle wanted to point that out. I was gonna, yeah, yes. She did say that out of the whole summer, our group was the hardest working group they've had there. So much that when our group left, she gave them all goodie bags full of T-shirts and all kinds of cool stuff. So, so yeah, they were our, our kids knocked it out of the park. So it was pretty awesome. Awesome. All right, good. All right, Nathan and Joe Money, tell us about what y'all did and where y'all were. Okay, so we went to Goodwill, and then we basically just, like, sorted T-shirts and put them in bins. And then we ended up, because we stayed there for, like, three days, and then we moved to a, a food was it a food shelter. Yeah, like a food mm -hmm. pantry. Yeah, and then we stocked shelves and then just fed the community. Okay. Joe, what do you want to add to that? Well, yeah, basically what he said, but at the for the three days we were at Goodwill, and they didn't have a lot of employees, so we really just did what they needed us to do. And then at that food pantry, we, um, for the morning, we helped them bag food. And I think at the end of the day, we had 500, over 500 cars come through that morning that we helped serve. And then later, we went and uh, got some furniture for the lady because she needed uh, help moving the furniture. Okay, yeah. Yeah, this is incredible. The last day, um, we had to partner with some food banks, and um, it was really cool to kind of see, since we have our own food bank, you know, kind of how some other folks do some things. And the one they worked at, um, Nathan Joe, it was big. I mean, it, it was, I think she said in June, they had served 7,000 people. 
It was like 30, 35, 30, about 3,500 families came through. And so she had a, man, she had a workforce. And, and these two guys and the other team was part of it, helping, you know, get everything bagged up and taken out there to the, to the food bank. Um, now, we stayed at a church. Y'all had a good time at the church, right? So tell, tell, tell everybody, what, what's a typical day, you know, at work camp slash week of hope? What, is, what does it look like from sun up to sundown? And, and what do we do during our downtime? Well, so we will all wake up early in the morning, then I usually skip breakfast to sleep extra, but some people went and ate breakfast, and then we'd go out to our sites, work till about 3.30, come back, and then we'd basically play basketball and football for the rest of the time, then we'd have devotions, and um, just things like that. Okay. Anything want to add to that? Uh, no. Okay, we had a morning program. I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> Let's leave out the spiritual stuff. Yeah, so they, they got up. They would do a morning program. Then they would head to their job sites. They'd work until lunch. And then when you had lunch, they had uh, youth, they had uh, crew devotions. So there's a devotional that they'd go through every day at lunch. Then they'd come back. And that evening after dinner, we'd do a, a nightly program. Um, and then we'd have youth group devotions after that. So that kind of fill in some of the gaps? Yeah. All right. And I, I think it's important to say that those uh, site devotions were student-led. Yeah. So, I mean, that was, that was great. Yeah. deal awesome anything else you guys want to add about the week what's one thing you took away from the week we'll just start with joe work your way down back to mike back down to laura but what's one thing you guys took away either something you learned or something you feel like you could bring back here and apply to our hope center um, or some ministries here what's what's something you got out of the week well i think it definitely inspired me to like want to go out and do more things for the community okay I'd say, like, accountability, just making yourself better day by day. Okay. I'd probably say going and doing stuff out more often for people in our community, because even though you don't really think about it, there probably are a lot of poor, homeless people in our community. Um, well, for me, after working uh, at the assisted living home, it just makes you realize, you know, that... You know, it, it kind of makes you want to, like, hang out with your loved ones because that type of thing could happen to anybody. It could happen to me when I turn 80 or 90, you know, any of these memory issues. It's can kind of hang out with the people you love while they're still here. Um, For me, just I, stuff like that isn't, it wasn't ever really my thing, like talking to people. I would rather build. But when I went, it made me more comfortable with it, and I like seeing the difference and them being happier than when we first got there. Um, well, I just enjoyed building relationship with all the youth. This was my first um, trip with them, and so I, that's really what I took away from it. I enjoyed that. Awesome. Any questions? All right, good. Well, I think we got a little slideshow, right? Slide show. So you've heard some stories. <laughs> so yeah, we can clap for the kids. Yay. This is amazing. Yeah. So um, you guys can have a seat. Uh, so yeah, so we got we put together a little slideshow. You get to kind of see some of the pictures to kind of um, kind of see what what the youth were and Laura was describing here. Your great love will lead me through 
Our youth did just an absolutely incredible job. I want to say thank you to the adults that went. Um, it's not easy to give up a week of your life and vacation to go sleep on an air mattress all week that may or may not stay full. Um, you know, and also, you know, uh, just 
It's an amazing sacrifice on their parts. And um, our youth had an amazing time. As always, I'm super proud. Proud of the job Laura did on her first youth group um, outing, major mission trip. Thank you so much for that. Um, we're already trying to pick out a date for next year. And so if that's something you're interested in as an adult, if you're like, hey, I'd like to come be a part of that, um, there's a couple of different roles you can play within that. Um, just kind of see me and, and Laura, and we can kind of get you on the list as possibly attending with us next year on our uh, mission trip. And, um, and also in way of mission trips, I'm going to take this time just to go ahead and announce we have finally set the dates for our next adult mission trip to Jamaica. So we're able to go back. Um, we, the, we were actually in Jamaica on a Jamaica mission team um, the week COVID broke out. And so it was a little dicey if we were going to get back in the States or not. But we came back and the world shut down. And um, so this will be our first trip almost two years to the day. Uh, we're going to be going the first full week of March 2023. We'll be going back to Bluefields, Jamaica. We'll be working with Jaw Works again. We'll be going back and doing rainwater catchment systems. Um, just real simply, we're going into rural villages that have no water. And we're putting in guttering and cisterns and filters, and, um, and when it rains, they now have water. Um, it's a, one of the best mission trips I've ever done in my life. This will be our third or fourth time going, uh, fourth, I guess. And so um, if that's something that you're interested in, we're going to be sending out emails about that in the coming weeks. And so we can take, that one's kind of a limited trip. We can only take so many. And so it's kind of first come, first serve as far as who gets your deposits down. But everyone who's ever gone has just had a blast. It's an amazing ministry. And, um, and so anyway, I'm excited. Um, our youth got to do a mission trip last summer and this this summer, um, us adults have been having to wait, so now the world's opening back up, knock on wood, and so we're going to be able to, to do Jamaica next March, and so I'm excited about that. But um, Daniel, where you at? You got one more song for us? Can we end on, a, on kind of a, on a, I don't know, upbeat? Let's just, let's just rock it out. All right, how's that? Can we do that? All right. It's all up to the drummer, as always. All right. All right, everybody, if you would, please stand, and uh, let's, let's worship one more time.